following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go Slander my name all over the place I'll do anything that you want to do But I'm a honey lay off my shoes Don't you Tell them I'm going to play you Well, you can do anything But they hold the weapon Yeah Okay, well, hello there, people This is Jim Dunn, and I'm here for Dunn's Deal. And thank you there, Elvis. Great as always. So, uh, got some great stuff tonight. I always do. Did you hear the breaking news? Oh, my God. Mike Johnson might actually turn out to be a good Speaker of the House. We'll see. I mean, the first thing he did was give money out to Israel, but more on that later. But he just released about... What was it? Uh, 40 hours of, of tape from January 6th. Now, I hope that this is the, the exonerating material that's going to exonerate the January 6th uh, prisoners, the political prisoners. What I'm afraid of is that the cops are going to hold on to the to the really meaty stuff, the, the things that that would exonerate the J6 prisoners. But I just heard that as I was leaving the house. So I don't have anything on that except 40 hours, I believe it was 40, has been released. And there's another 90 hours that's going to come come out later on. And I hope that that this stuff helps the, the, the political prisoners, the people that are put in jail for trespassing. For walking in the Capitol building. Aye, matey. They didn't even bring any room with them. So, let me get going. Joe Biden is not the president. He is the thief-in-chief. He is the pretender to the throne. Always looking for his crown. He is the king of crappers. Who will change his depends? He is your highness of hair sniffers. Keep him away from your daughter. He is Dementia Don, always wandering around. He is the founder of Brandon Falls, everywhere he goes. He is the boss of bribery. He knows how to hide the money. And for the coup de grace, he is the leader of the warmongers. A little drum roll there. A finer, more gallant warrior has never been. That's Joe Biden for you. And he's going to lead us to a Middle East war. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Anyhow, I want get to get to talking about stuff here in, in this country. Forget about wars for a while. I've got some uh, stuff about the First Amendment. 
And this is going to be important. Let's see, I need AU21. I've got both Cassie Hochul, the governor of New York, and Nikki Haley, who is running as the, uh, the globalist president, the uh, president of the World Economic Forum, <laughs> as uh, Klaus Schwab's uh, mini-me. She'd have to shave her head. But uh, no, no. She, oh, she's running for the presidency. Ha. Trump's got that sewed up. I've got an article here. I may not have the time to get to it today. Trump is leading Biden in New Jersey. Deep blue New Jersey by double digits. And I was certain that Joe Biden would not be the, the nominee for the Democratic Party come this summer. <laughs> Come next uh, November. But he's looking worse and worse all the time. And, of course, they had uh, Joe had that meeting out there <laughs> with Xi Jinping in San Francisco. And shazam, the city got cleaned up. All the poop, all the, uh, the drug needles got taken off the streets. Oh, it looks so good. Because you know why? Daddy was coming home. That's right, Xi Jinping. The one that pays Biden's uh, bribery bills. He pays Biden, and then Biden has to do his bidding. But, uh, you could call him, I don't know, call him little Eddie Munster. Chip off the old block. You know, Joe Biden minus 40 years, maybe minus 60, no, 40 years. Um, Gavin Newsom was there, too. And how much do you want to bet that the conversations were between Xi, Antony Blinken, he was probably there, the Secretary of State. He is Secretary of State, right? I've got to double check on that. And, um, and Newsom. Because they're probably going to be grooming him to be Joe's replacement. I wonder what Jill has to say about that. But let's get into some stuff that's going on here with uh, the First Amendment. And did I line that up? Oh, I've got Kathy Hochul here. Let's hear from the horse's mouth. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all of this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to, find, to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely. And that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. Okay, so 
And this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers feel and be safe, but they must also feel safe. Number one, if you're in New York City, you are not safe. Unless you're carrying a weapon on you or you're in an armored car, uh, you're not safe. You've got stupid crazy uh, George Soros DAs there. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Letitia James. And her whole emphasis is going after Trump. She was saying that he's too male, too pale, and too stale. That's a line from her, uh, from her campaign. And she campaigned not against reducing crime, <laughs> not about making the streets safer, no, it was getting Trump, it was, was putting him behind bars. And she's doing her best because she has a trumped up uh, case against him, you know, <laughs> that he inflated the prices of his, of his buildings so that he could get a bit better value, you know, when he went to the banks for a loan. It's not even a law, but. I want to get to this freedom of speech thing. This is all in response to our desire for a strong commitment to ensure not only do do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. How are you going to make somebody feel safe? Hey, if, if I'm carrying my Glock, I'm going to feel safe. You think that uh, Nancy Hochul will do that? No, she's also going after the Second Amendment. But this is an attack on the First Amendment because feeling safe, that's a feeling. Feelings come and go. Hate is also a, a feeling. What we've done with these hate laws is we've outlawed an emotion. What does it matter if a person hates me? If it just says something behind my back, I never know about it. The only time that hate matters is in motivation to do something. Hey, look, I hate the Yankees. Oh, even better. <laughs> Kathy Hochul was on Twitter. She went to Twitter and she, she was uh, you know, bragging about this stuff. And I wrote her a reply. I said... Kathy Hochul, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. You know, if I, if I could be like the Grinch when he's standing there on the mountain and he's, he's yelling out all this hate to all the, uh, the who's down in Whoville. And uh, what was the word that he, um, oh, there was a great word for hate and I'm, I'm blowing the quote right now. Not lament. Um, ugh. Sorry, it'll come to me later. I totally despise you. I loathe you. That's what it was. <laughs> but, and I don't have hate in my heart for Kathy Hochul. I just hate people that attack the Constitution. And they use little slippery ways of getting in there. Right now, the slippery way is hate. And I think it was George Bush that signed into law the first hate crime law. 
I hate George Bush for that. If someone commits something atrocious, a murder, a rape, um, you know, beats somebody up, steals from them, you take them to court, you arrest them, take them to court, and you convict them on what they did, not what they felt. Oh, and by the way, if there's such a thing as a hate crime, is there a love crime? Oh, I love to commit crime. I love it. I love it because I make so much money. Um, is rape a love crime? Hmm. Maybe for the uh, raper, not not the rapee. I think that's a one-way uh, street there. And some people might get mad at me for asking that question. Why are we destroying the Constitution, number one, by... Coming up with hate laws. Thank you, George Bush II. And why are we allowing fools like uh, like Kathy Hochul to say that that she wants to get rid of hate? She wants to get rid of hate speech. She wants to you know make New York safe. Want you to feel safe. You're a fool, Hochul. Oh, and this ties into bigger and better things. So let's go to uh, Nikki Haley now. I think there's also a quote from her. Let's see. That would be 22. Nikki. Yep. (laughs) This is even better. (laughs) This is... (laughs) is suppressing free speech. Let's hear what Nikki Haley had to say. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. Nikki Haley, I hate you. I'm going to put some mean, nasty tweets out there on social media, and I'm not going to put my name on them. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nikki Haley, what, what do you think about people writing letters to, uh, to papers and using pseudonyms, using fake names? You know who did that? Uh, Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, John Jay. All those letters, they were signed E. Publis. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a Roman name. I don't know what the E stood for, but Publis. P-U-B-L-I-S. And uh, nice try, Nikki, commented TPUSA founder uh, Charlie Kirk. Anonymous speech is a core part of free speech. Which of the founders would you know? Since many of them, including the three that I m- mentioned... Used pseudonyms. Oh, 
What if you want to write something to your your senator or uh, you know to your representative, but you know it could get you in, in deep trouble, like like saying free speech has to be completely free, no bans on it, no no limits to it at all. But you kind of know that could get you in hot water. How about if I were to write to Jack Reed and say? We must free the January 6th prisoners, the political prisoners down there in Washington right now. And uh, I don't want to put my name and address on it. So I come up with a different name. E. Publis has already been taken. How about if I say George Washington? Hmm. What's wrong with that? The message gets to him. And he can't uh, give my name to <laughs> to the FBI. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if the FBI did try to track down George Washington? <laughs> Who's this rabble rouser? Who's this this revolutionary that's threatening the government? Who dared defy the king? Uh, he'll be swinging from the highest yard arm. You know, the Founding Fathers are revolutionaries. They most certainly were. They were rebels. They were traitors to the king. They could have been hung. Actually, a couple of them probably were. And a lot of them lost um, uh, lost their fortunes. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, which, yes, they did put their real names to that. But they, they marked themselves out as enemies of the king by doing so. And some of them did die, uh, you know, during the war. Some of them were hung. Some of them were chased out of their homes and, and died penniless. But this, <laughs> this country was built upon revolution, was built <laughs> on people telling the, the king to go go fly a kite, to go F himself. Had, had to spit that out. And the king doesn't like it. And today's kings, today's elites don't like it when you can anonymously poke fun at them. <laughs> like my, uh, my little bit of poetry there. Joe Biden is not the president. <laughs> he is the thief in chief. Ha, ha, ha. I'm sure Joe would get a kick out of that, don't you? Let's see. So Nikki Haley thinks that this is a national security threat. Hey, talking about threats. Christopher Ray was just uh, in front of Congress and he was testifying and he was saying, hey, guess what? All these these Islamic types who've come here, who, who've snuck in over the um, uh, the border, the wide open border, Shazam! They might some of them. I mean, you know, most of them are good as fine upstanding people, of course, of course, but some of them might be terrorists. And with the war going on in uh, in Gaza right now, and a lot of. 
a lot of Middle Easterners blame the United States for funding Israel, so thereby we fund their wars. And when Israel attacks them, they see us as being culpable. So you just might have a couple, you know, Islamists that are going to strap on some dynamite and uh, go, uh, you know, do a suicide thing. You know, go join Allah. Get your uh, 72, uh, you know, broads if, if they are there waiting for you. <laughs> I don't think they are. But you know what? It's been three years and we haven't stopped the open border down. It's not even a sieve. It's beyond a sieve. It's just a fire hydrant that's, that's left wide open. And it's just spewing in to our country. And we have... Uh, people from the Middle East, you've got Chinese people coming in. We've got a lot of enemies who are flooding our border. And Nikki Haley is worried about about mean tweets on on uh, on uh, what's that TikTok or or on Facebook or somewhere. It's ridiculous. National security threat. The security threat is that the border has been wide open for three years and we don't know who's here. But no. Nikki Haley wants to curtail your your freedoms on the Internet. She wants to curtail your First Amendment. So does Kathy Hochul. They both want to curtail and spy on uh, what you do on the Internet. You know, snail mail is not a bad way of, of communicating. I know the Internet is instantaneous, but the Internet was created by the government in the first place. So you don't think there's going to be back doors to it. But we also know from uh, the work that Matt Taibbi and others did in exposing how much the FBI was had infiltrated Twitter. And they probably infiltrated Facebook. They probably infiltrated all of the big tech stuff so that they can spy on you while you use the, um, the Internet. But <laughs> Nikki Haley and Kathy Hochul just want to bring it out, you know, in the forefront and just make that spying, you know, easier to do. It's not enough that the FBI is listening in or reading your emails or that the CIA is or NSA or, or whomever. She wants to. Oh, here we go. This measure follows ongoing tension in Israel and Gaza. Okay, blame it on the war in Israel and Gaza. Hey, why don't we end it by not sending Israel any more money? Boom! (laughs) They run out of money real fast. I mean, they're not as poor as uh, Ukraine is or was. But uh, that would put a real crimp in their their military budgets if we stopped sending them money. 
Yeah, but let, let me read this. The measure follows ongoing tensions in Israel and Gaza. Hochul revealed plans for enhancing, enhancing, adding to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force, going to enhance the FBI's spying on you, spying on American people, um, and assigning an extra $2.5 million to the state police. Hey, uh, you know what? Eric Adams just had to cut... Um, cut uh, the, the amount of money going to the police in his city. So don't you think that Eric Adams is going to want to cut of that pie? You know? But it's not enough that we've got the FBI spying on us or the CIA or the NSA, the non-such or, uh, association, the non-such agency. And um, she's going to give the money to the state police. So we've got another police organization that can spy on you. That's all these people are about. They want to spy and control you. And uh, in the second half of the show, this first half flew by. I'll show you. It's even wider than that. There's even more people who want to spy on you and want you controlled, want to know what you're thinking and what you're doing. It's incredible, people. So let me take a break here, and we shall go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what I want. There we go. Humble pie. This one goes out to political prisoner Owen Schroyer. United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. 
The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. came around fast. Yeah, I'm a spy in the house of love. That's God's house. <laughs> it's a lovely house. <laughs> Anyhow, we're talking about people spying on us and uh, finding out what we're all about, what we're into. And guess who else wants <laughs> wants to spy on us, wants to enslave us? This is from Natural News. The U.N. who, oh, the U.N. who uh, is going to be calling, so I should give out the phone numbers. And they are 766-1380, 769-0080. And 1-800-949-9674. And one other order of business. And I probably shouldn't fess up to this. I didn't like it when I saw it. But if you want a bargain, and my book is in the wrong place. It should be on, in, it should be on the New York Times, you know, top ten bestsellers list. But... By some mistake, Amazon put my book in the bargain basement. You can get it for one dollar. Can you believe that? And you'd better go and grab them up because I might take a thousand dollars or buy a thousand of them, jump my uh, my 
uh, you know, sales through the roof there, and then turn around and sell those books for ten dollars a piece. <laughs> That'd be a nice little cha- chunk of change for my pocket. Anyhow, uh, let's see. The UN, the WHO, they are plotting total enslavement of humanity with all powerful global health dictatorship. In order to prevent a repeat of the Wuhan coronavirus, stop Anthony Fauci from doing gain of function research. Hey, hey, that would put a stop to it. Put him behind bars. And he can't make any more uh, viruses that can he can spread around the world. But no, that's what, not what the UN is going to do. The power brokers at the United Nations and the World Health Organization, who are busy scheming up a final solution for humanity, complete with long-envisioned global health dictatorship. That is now within the realm of possibility as a direct result of the scandemic. Now that the world has been fully primed for an all-encompassing health fascism, the UN and the WHO are putting the final touches on the globalists' long-awaited endgame for the planet, which puts them in charge of everything. And they'll also be spying on you. They'll want to find out who's naughty and who's nice, who's uh, taking their shots and who, and who is calling the shot to kill shot and refusing to take them, telling other people not to take them, uh, posting material by uh, Dr. Malone or Dr. Peter Artis. Um, who's the lady? Um, I can see her. Not Tenenbaum. Uh, I forget. Uh, the name slips me right now. But there are a ton of accredited um, doctors who have been saying that this is a made-up virus and that the vaccines don't work and they're dangerous for you. Do you say uh, Damar Hamlin? Hmm? Hmm? And do you notice on uh, when, when you go on the Internet, every once in a while there's another celebrity or athlete who has died at an early age. You know, uh, um, Matthew Perry, I already mentioned Damar Hamlin. I guess there's still people croaking in cricket, uh, dying on the uh, soccer pitch over there in Europe. But let's uh, see what's on this person's mind. I got a call right now. Go ahead, caller. What you thinking? Hi. Good evening, Jim. Good evening. What's up? Uh, You were talking about uh, hate uh, at the beginning of the program. Yes. I'd just like to bring out a few verses from the scriptures, uh, the things that the Heavenly Father hates. Ooh, let's hear them. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. Mm-hmm. These, these six things that the Lord hates. Yep. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Yep. A proud look, 
a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that are swift in running of mis- to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies. Also over in uh, Ecclesiastes, Chapter 3, verse 8, a time to love and a time to hate. The Father speaking. Yep. Over in uh, Romans, chapter 9. Yep. Jacob have I loved, uh, 9, verse 13. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Yep, he turned his back on his his birthright. Yep. There's also the the one uh, where God hates those that call good bad, and they call bad good. He hates those people. Oh, there's there's, there's a lot of, of lot of references like that. Yeah, there's so many of them. You know, those are just a few. Yeah, like I said, it, it's an emotion, and um, you you can't outlaw an emotion. How ridiculous is that? You know, but they've got hate laws on the books now. I, I guess they're they're national, not just state laws. And I, I guess they, they must have been tested at some point in time by the Supreme Court. But I'd like to see a Supreme Court in the future just outlaw hate because one, it's unconstitutional, and it's an emotion. It's, it blows my Fathers. mind. Fathers we are so controlled by our emotions that now we're writing laws dictating our emotions. Well, as it's written in Romans uh, in the book of Revelation, the kings of the earth and their armies will fight against the Heavenly Father and his armies. Yep. Jim, I thank you for the time. Okay, thank you for the call. Take care. Yep. Okay. So getting back to the UN and the WHO. WHO? Let's see. The recent uh, UN WHO gathering called Creating and Maintaining Political Momentum and Solidarity for the Pandemic Prevention Preparedness and Response. Again, get Fauci out of, you know, the, the laboratory. Actually, he hasn't been in the lab in a long time. He just uh, sits in sits in a uh, office and, uh, you know, writes out grants now, I guess. But he actually was, I mean, <laughs> he was the one that tortured the uh, little puppies, the little beagle dogs, the Snoopies. So stop him from creating any more new coronaviruses. That's how you prevent this stuff. But no, let's go on. Let's see. This pandemic prevention and preparedness and response, a milestone was achieved in that world's globalist overlords are all in agreement that there is an urgent drive to make all the people of the world safer and better protected from the devastating impacts of Fauci. Oh, that's not what's written. It says pandemics. 
to quote who director Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. I welcome this commitment by world leaders to provide the political support and direction needed so that who governments and all involved can protect people's health and take concrete steps towards arresting those who don't do as we say. Actun! <laughs> you will do as I say. You will take the shot. You will die. <laughs> uh, let's see. They're going to take steps towards investing in local capacities, ensuring equity, and supporting the global emergency health architecture that the world needs. I've got a funny feeling that Joe Biden has already signed us up for this. That's why we need Trump in office in 2025. You know, the election will be 2024 and he'll be inaugurated in 2025. But, I mean, Fauci created, (laughs) along with Peter Daszak and uh, uh, Health Alliance and the Bat Lady over there in Wuhan, they did gain-of-function research, which is gain-of-function. Very simple. You break it up, you can spell it out. And created a virus that hadn't been there before. They made the corona. Corona was always around. That's why this is Corona-19. Because there there were, I don't think there was a total of, of, of 18 before it. But it's Corona-19 for a reason. There's been a series of these. And Fauci was able to, uh, to fund the work on this to make it more uh, contagious, to make it spread easier, to make it spread to humans. Because before, this thing that, that, that we were all scared of two and three years ago was created in a laboratory. And because of this, we're supposed to bow down to to the elites, to, to our political betters. Number one, you're not better than me. No effing way. Ah. We do not need to listen to the WHO. We do not need to listen to the UN. We should defund them. We do not need to listen to Kathy Hochul if you're living in New York. We do not need to listen to Governor McKay here in in Rhode Island. We do not need to listen to any of these people about our health. Zip, zero, zilch, nada. And this thing is just growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know. We had had governors in each and every state shutting down our businesses, shutting down our churches, telling us that we couldn't go and meet people, telling us that we couldn't see our parents if they're in an old folks home and they're dying. 
Now it's going to go beyond governors or mayors. It's going to go be beyond Joe Biden, the pretend uh, president. Now it's going to go international, and we're going to have to obey international rules. I won't. Write me down right now. Hey, Tedros, I hate you. I loathe you. Hey, terrorists, ISIS terrorists, do us a favor. Put all your bombs in the U.N. building. Yeah, put them all in the U.N. building. Blow that one up. Let's see that thing come crumbling down. (laughs) Hey, if that doesn't get me a knock on the door from the FBI, nothing will. (laughs) Put yourselves to good use, okay? (laughs) Oh, looks like I got someone else on the line there. Maybe someone else wants to help me find some ISIS people that want to blow up the UN. <laughs> okay, go ahead, caller. What you thinking? Oh, hi, Jane. Hey, hi. Um, Haven't heard from you in a while. No, I know. I'm different things going on. So, um, I heard Rand Paul on the radio talking about a biochemical lab in Colorado where they're experimenting on bats, you know, viruses with, um, you know, with the bats. But he said that they're not sure if it's uh, gain of function. Have you heard about that? No, the only, the only thing I heard about was that um, that laboratory in uh, California, which I think was owned by the Chinese, uh, coincidentally. Um, but uh, no, I haven't heard about uh, a lab in uh, Colorado. But um, uh, we, we were I don't doing. Know if, yeah, we were working it, it on it first Paul. here. It was Rand Paul that was um, talking about it. Yeah, I don't want that um, WHO telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Telling us how to run everything. Well, all right. Thanks. Thanks for all the information. Okay. um, Yeah, I hope nothing's going to come out of that. This other lab. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that usually uh, Rand Paul's got some pretty good information. So, you know. Yes, he's so calm though. I wish he'd get a little bit more upset. <laughs> well, when I well, that's that's the kind of guy he is. He's he's cool and collected. You know, and, yeah. and Trump, Trump yeah, is the guy yeah. with with the insult and on um, uh, you know on the phone all the time. You know, on Twitter now X, and now he's got Truth Social. Um, you know, some people are just loud and obnoxious naturally, and some people are just cool, calm, and collected, which is probably why he was a doctor. Oh, uh, well, okay, um, that's okay with me then, anyway, because he's a a good guy. All right, thanks a lot, and happy, um, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Okay, bye. Bye now. Boy, oh boy, I didn't even do a Thanksgiving uh, uh, thing. Hmm. 
But that Thanksgiving is a great time. I mean, I come here and I rant and I, I yell. Ah, it's primal scream therapy, you know. <laughs> I feel so good when I leave here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is a great day because it's a day set apart to thank God Almighty for the good things that he's given to us. Because even as bad as things are right now, and they're going to get worse, we still live in the greatest country. We still have a, a God-centered uh, people here in this land that uh, we will go beyond surviving. We will come out as victors. Because we didn't take the kill shot. And a lot of other things. Uh, let's see. Six more minutes to go. Did I say what I needed to say about the who? Yeah. <laughs> I think I said enough about the UN to get me in trouble. Joe Biden puts elderly pro-life woman in prison for 11 years for protesting abortion. Yeah, her and a bunch of other people did a move that is commonly done by the left all over the country. They chain themselves to a door of an abortion clinic uh, where they found out this is really rabid uh, killing doctor worked. And he got mad one time that uh, a baby he was trying to kill, trying to abort, um, was born alive. And then the nurses, it, it, he doesn't have to, whatever state that he was in, he didn't have to try to resuscitate it or to help it to make sure that it, it survived. He was going to let it die. So the nurses had to take it to a different hospital to try and revive it. So they were protesting abortion. They were protesting specifically this man. I'll see if I can find his name. Um, and they, they got hit with 11 years for protesting. Uh, let's see, the name should be here. Now, if uh, Stop Oil, would, you know, organization, the Sierra Club, or, you know, I was going to say Infitada, um, uh, Antifa, or Black Lives Matter were to lock themselves to the door of some Catholic church or something, they wouldn't get 11 years for that. They'd get a slap on the wrist. Let's see. Cesare Santagello. Santeljo. Santeljo. Saint Angel. That should be Devil Angel. Or a Demon. That's the guy's name, Cesare Santagello. He likes to kill babies. And he said about their action to try to save that baby, that was the stupidest thing they ever could have done. So, yeah, there's some people out there that like to kill babies. Hey, here's a positive uh, note on uh, 
uh, Trump's ordeals right now. New York appellate judge stops ridiculous New York gag order of uh, President Trump. They put a stay on it, which means that uh, the judge cannot tell that person, uh, you know, not to do something. So, in other words, Trump can go ahead and, and comment on things going on in the court, which is good. Uh, let's see. Where is, I've got something good here. Nope, of course they're not going to be in there. I've already done those. Well, yeah, not going to do that. You, YouTube boasts about collaborating with who? With the U.N., Nikki Haley needs to be exposed after meeting with globalists. Yeah. Oh, support for Israel drops as 68% of Americans who were polled want ceasefire negotiations. Hmm, I, I agree with that. Let's see. Oh, that's a new poll. Finding Donald Trump way ahead in uh, New Jersey. Okay, here we go. We've got, ooh, two minutes left. Republicans have unveiled 10 spending cuts totally guaranteed to balance the budget. This is from Babylon B. Let's see. One, switch to store brand ketchup in the Capitol Commissary. They don't need fancy ketchup for their dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Two, slash gender studies programs in Pakistan, funded by $1 million. This leaves the budget a mere... Two hundred and thirty-nine million. Three increased spending on everything, but just a teeny bit less than the Democrats want. When in doubt, make your opponents look like the bad guys. Uh oh, I think it's time to go. Okay, have a good week. Happy Thanksgiving. Do be thankful for the things you have, because we still have stuff here in the United States. And we're still happy in the United States. Okay, God bless you guys. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, one socket.